0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money.
2: broadcasting company one more thing 147 domino Cellini, the fan 680 and 93 7 fm wrapping up tuesday down here in northport florida as the braves had their first full squad workout today we'll talk to morgan and westy and Chuck Oliver, momentarily, turnoff is off this week. Right now, it is One More Thing featuring Chris D'Amino. Uh
3: We talked to a couple of guys this morning. Austin Riley, what did, what did we take mostly out of Austin Riley? Um, he has lost weight. Why? He's because good. he wants to be more limber. And he put it out into the universe that he wants to win a gold glove. Yeah, and I saw him this morning working. It was all about footwork on the one of the backfields. And by the way, that's like 7.45 in the morning, where if you're going to get your work in, He went right to the cage, by the way. He had his bat with him. But he's talking about a gold glove. and He says you're not a complete player unless people know that you're going to prevent runs. That's incredible. At a young age, he's figured out what he wants to do and what he's doing with his body. All right, I want you to hear that. I talked about old man beef. It's really incredible when you have a guy over my age who gets into Twitter battle, Twitter war. George Carl and Carmelo Anthony have been going at it for before Twitter was Twitter. They've just not liked each other. I want you to hear Carmelo Anthony talking about when he and George Carl met because George Cole became his head coach.
0: We get the Milwaukee after shoot-around, call me to his room and tell me, hey, man, look, like, I think you overrated. Like, I, I, you have a lot of work. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> first sentence? <laughs> nah, no. no he, he, started, he started that narrative, though, like the defensive narrative. But I'm going to get to that point. The first, the first shoot-around, he come to me and say, like, look, man, I think you overrated. We have a lot of work to do. I know I ain't. You know what I mean? I know I got a lot of I got a long way to go in this league. But, you just got You just got here. You, just got here. Like, you don't need <laughs> <extra> <laughs> to, I'm like
3: Carmelo Anthony said, I'm going to get a veteran coach. that's going to be good for me. Then he realized from minute one, George Carl was not going to be good for him. So here's the kicker. On social media, George Carl sees this clip and says, you're talking about stuff that's 20 years ago. Get over it. And then he puts in there, and by the way, Detlef Shrimp was a better player than you. He was who he said had a better all-around game than Carmelo. So when Carmelo says he started the defensive thing, this guy doesn't play defense, he has no interest in it, he said Detlef Shrimp was a more complete player than Carmelo Anthony. And I'm, th- this is he just did this this week. How old is George Carl? <laughs> so much for letting stuff go well, 20 he years believes, ago. He believes that Carmelo Anthony should let it go. I bet Carmelo averaged damn near
4: 25 a game for his career.
3: First sentence, I think you're overrated. Then he tells him again it's shoot around, but then he says, Detlift Shrimp's name comes up and Carmelo Anthony is so beside himself. Detlef Shrimp, guy can't hold my jock. Then George Carl this week said, by the way, Detlef Shrimp was a better complete player than you.
2: George Carl was a strange bird. When he first got the job years ago in Cleveland, yeah. he was still young enough where he would go out there and actually he went to North Carolina, played at North yeah, Carolina. Early seventies. He 70s. went out there and he was like he actively participating yeah. in practice. Like he was a part of the players group. In practice, like he would get in fights during practice. He was practicing with the team as the head coach. How many nights do you think
3: – we can look at it. I'm sure it's on basketballreference.com. How many nights do you think he coached an NBA game? Like, you're going to – it's bad math, I understand it, but how many times – You always have, set me up for this. Did he coach 2,000 games? Yeah. So 20-plus – we think he might have coached 2,000 yeah. games. A yeah, safe assessment. Yeah. 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 All right, if we can look at basketballreference.com, George Carlin should actually say how many games he coached. Do you think he was a frustrated player? Yeah. Do you think that's maybe why you go up to Carmelo Anthony and you go, you're overrated?
2: Yes. I wish I had yeah. your ability. Right. I, I had to play 25 years in the And NBA. I'd be better at it than you are. Carmelo
4: yes. wasn't overrated. He wasn't. I mean, I think Carmelo was kind of accurately described for a while, and then at the end, Carmelo actually kind of developed his game. Like Larry Johnson, like a lot of guys, when you get old, you got to find something else.
3: So you guys know how I feel about it. He was a bad luck charm. He, you didn't want him around. He was, a, he, he was like he Kenny Loft. He peaked as a freshman <laughs> at Syracuse when it came to winning. That's exactly. But I'm going to say this. I thoroughly enjoyed this version of Carmelo Anthony. I heard him talking about his son. As Bronny, we're, we're trying to figure out who drafts him so LeBron can go play with him. Carmelo Anthony says, we don't think about it. It's not one and done. It's not two and done. It's not three and done. You'll find out. People will tell you if they think you can play in the NBA. I found it so refreshing for a guy that I thoroughly unenjoyed. Yeah. His entire career. Here's one more. It's good to be a billionaire, right? Like it'd be nice to have a lot of money? Sure. Do you know what Vizio is? Do you know the brand name Vizio? It's a television brand, right? Yeah. So where do you think you can buy them? Brand Smart. No, well, Costco. Give me, give, Walmart. No, give me another one. What, who said it? Walmart, Mike. Walmart. Thank you, Mike.
4: You're welcome. That's, ding, ding, ding. start. What, what do I win for that? He looked on my paper. No,
3: I did I, not. Mike, oh! I think there were two Brand Smarts in the state of Georgia. And I'm going to tell you something I've been in Brand Smart a lot. I have purchased from Brandsmart. You can haggle in Brandsmart. That's the fun part. Washer and dryer. It wasn't even that long ago. I once paid $7 for a television. <laughs> so Vizio <laughs> is in Walmart. That's their biggest sort of thing. It's, it, it, I don't know if it's an off-brand. Do you know what Walmart then said? Walmart said, let's just buy Vizio so we can go after Roku because Vizio has all those things built into the TV. So they spent $2.5 billion to buy Vizio. Now, I don't know if Vizio is two guys in a garage. It sort of feels like... Hey, man, we can make TVs cheaper. It's, it's Vic and Vinny Vizio. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost think they're a Vizio brothers. Yeah. Yeah, they got out of the pizza business to go make TVs. <laughs> hey, we can make ta.
2: TVs as good as those guys, right? We could be the next Zenith.
3: <laughs> the guys on so, the island. Yeah, so $2.5 billion. Do you guys, th- I have no idea who Vizio is. I have no idea where they do any of this stuff. I don't know if it's legal, illegal. It's probably legal.
5: All that right, I <laughs> would guess it is. Well,
3: yeah. I don't know where they're getting their parts from. I, I don't know. But I do picture that there are a couple of guys who started Vizio who are now filthy rich, who can't believe Walmart, whose check is going to cash. Two and a half billion dollars.
2: You're now not Vizio. Vinny, do you believe they're going to buy this brand? Walmart's going to buy us. I don't, Vic. I don't believe believe it at all.
5: I got to tell you, I've bought a Vizio. It's okay. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't... I don't see a huge difference if I buy a Vizio or a Sony or Did a Pioneer. Save 250 it's like, it's like, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah it's you like buy a Vizio, jeans. you're bargain shopping. There's no you, doubt about it.
2: I've tried on a pair of $500 jeans and I, I've purchased a pair of $16 jeans. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. There's no difference. Yeah.
6: All right, guys, George Carl, 1175 and 824. That's 1,999 games in the the NBA. That's incredible. He played five years for the San Antonio Spurs in the 70s. Wouldn't have known that. Beginning when they were still in the ABA. ABA. Averaged six and a half points a game for his career. I had no idea. Me
4: neither. He and Larry Brown. He was on the team uh, um, Bobby Jones at North Carolina, all that. He would so play he, with
6: James Silas, George Gervin, Mark Olberding. And the pros, sports. yeah. Doug Moe was a coach back in those days. Well, I mentioned the ABA. You know, the, Doug Moe always hmm. looked like, I'll allege this, he always looked like he was half in the
2: back. Yes, coaching. yes.
4: You know <laughs> why? Yeah. He would he try to sloppy. go Rockford, like sport yeah. coat with the open collar, yeah. but, but, but he just a looked sloppy. sloppy. Uh, yeah. Thank you, slovenly. Yeah. Hmm. So here's the thing. So, George Call, let's
3: psychoanalyze. Do you think George Carl looks at a guy like Carmelo Anthony and says, oh, if only? There's no question.
4: Yeah. I if I had not. his talent, I would have right. done this. Yes. Right. I think Agreed. he hurt his
2: knee, too. Something happened with his knee, if I'm not mistaken, as a player when he was at North Carolina. Okay. I mentioned
3: the ABA because the NBA All-Star Weekend basically stole from the ABA. I mean, that's the what they really Slam yeah. yeah. Yeah, the ABA was a show. And then, you know, a couple of, of teams.
4: Yeah, McNichols you know. Arena in 75.
3: And, and in they, had the,
5: they had the three-point shot before the NBA right. had the three-point shot. And right.
4: what does the NBA
5: use as the money ball?
4: The red, white, and blue ball. Yeah. Okay.
6: Okay. Okay, and, and
4: Julia Serving taking off. I think the impetus of the slam dunk
3: contest was Julia Serving with the, uh, with the New York Nets. Here's one more, and I know you guys are going to know this. I talked about getting ball for $2.5 billion. I, in your wildest dreams. And, again, Walmart's ca- that, that check cashes. You don't have to worry about that one. It's going to clear. $2.5 billion. I'm going to buy a nice house with this and. A boat. So who has in sports? I'm Vic Vizio. <laughs> who who in sports? Do you know that people talk about, like, Bobby Bonilla Day, and and now we're going to realize that more guys have this done than ever before. Who cut the best deal in the history of sports, according to a lot of people? And it has to do with basketball. Oh, oh the Silver the, Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The uh, St. Louis, Louis ABA team. Ozzie and Dan. Is that, are, is that their names? No. Yeah. So what's the – Tell everybody what payday is for those uh,
4: guys. Ozzie and Dan Silna happened to own just one of the seven losing, almost out of business franchises in the ABA. Um, four of them got into the league mm-hmm. when the merger came. Two of them took a payoff. They were supposed to be the third team to take the payoff. They were like, hang on. How about we get one-seventh of each of the four teams' playoff uh, TV money who, the four teams that did make it to the NBA each year, we get one seventh of their TV money, and they agreed to it. I don't know because I haven't looked in years. What do you think the current number is when we D- talk about
3: Bobby Benitez for them when they D- get their check?
4: Yeah, David Stern told a funny story. He said I got hired as an attorney in the NBA office in 1978. The first thing, this was three years after that contract. He said the first thing they did was hand me the Silna contract. He said find a loophole. Mm-hmm. He says I went back four years later. He's like there ain't no loophole no, here. They, but
2: they put an end to it. Oh, they finally
4: they, they bought him out they, like they, three they, years they, ago they, they, they bought him they, yeah. they, they wrote a check for him a few years ago but it was this the greatest is, deal in sports yeah. history
2: this is an ironclad contract there's nothing in here no looboles that's david stern by yeah. the way everybody that's or mitch david evans stern.
4: Was, the spirit
3: of david stern <laughs> just joined us here in northport i knew wow. he was a big baseball Why do you think piece? that
2: envelope was frozen don't you think more people would know
3: <laughs> that's, not bad. that's not bad um but so did they pay him a couple of hundred million dollars to get out? Was that sort of the final? They, they did very well. Yeah, they wrote
5: him a check. I remember I saw it a few years yeah, ago. Unlike the uh, the ACC grant rights deal, they they found some way to get out of it, bought him off. But all told, I, I want to say they made like almost a half a billion. It's and It's way is- up there.
3: That's the Steve Perry thing we talk about. you guys go humping on the road for a hundred nights a year. Journey's out tour, and he's collecting a check still I'll, I'll walk to the mailbox and get my check. But while you But the pacers guys
4: are out there. Spurs, nuggets, and nets. they were looking around going, it was never supposed to be like they were never getting a full share of their TV money. right that's right.
3: I, and I remember this because I lived up there. people it's why I had I had hives, like I broke out in hives, thinking about the Atlanta spirit because I saw it. I was too young to really understand it. But the Nets had to sell Julius Erving. There were eight owners, and they didn't have enough money to buy into the NBA. So that's why they sold Julius Erving. And every time I saw the Atlanta spirit acting the way they did, multiple owners, I got an agenda, you got an agenda, you owe this amount of money, I don't owe you anything. I swear to God, I I'm figured it broke, out. I'm broke, you're broke. I'm not broke, you're broke. I figured it out. It's really going back to that childhood memory of why and, – and I lived in New Jersey. They played in Piscataway. They played at the Rack where Rutgers plays. I actually thought, wow, I'm going to be 20 minutes away from Julius Serving, and the next thing you know, he was gone, and they paid cash for him, the 76ers.
2: So you realize having multiple owners isn't really the way to go. So Domino, I think, guys, has a fever today because he's praising young Braves pitchers, and he's also <laughs> saying things about Spencer Strider with this curveball <laughs> that I'm just saying that I'm very surprised to hear you talk this I, way.
3: I know. He can be not- this
2: complimentary. Guys, think about this. Spencer Strider wasn't
3: happy with twenty and five in leading the league in strikeouts because it didn't end well, and he wants to win a World Series. But he's a little bit strange in terms of perfection. If this thing and Waldrop told us, oh no, no, he's seen him thrown outside. They sessions. were in a pitching lab in the off season together. He has the curveball. What in the holy hell is that going to look like?
4: That's filthy stuff, that, man. That's <laughs> just. I'm thinking about. Like Nolan Ryan, I remember his curveball off the heater. Doc Gooden, his off speed off the heater. Some guys like that, um
5: You have no chance, isn't no. it? No, no. He he's already been able to dominate as basically a two pitch guy. And there's few guys of the bigs that are able yeah, to do You know what a great curveball is? A great curveball is Burt Blylevin. With the heater, it's Nolan Ryan. Yeah. No, well, he could only by the way, I, I'm I'm ready for Cellini to do a twenty three and me for Hurston Waldrip. To see if there's any type of loophole there that you can claim that you're related. Maybe They're change not. lives. He's They're got not.
2: let me tell you something. That kid's got the world by the tail. I said it when he walked I, away and I'll say it again and I'll continue to say it. Hurston Waldrop has the world by the tail. He's gr- got everything. He's gr- the total package. Never gr- mind, Lex Luger. Great
5: great 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 young man. Uh, enjoyed the interview. I did a number of his games in college at Florida. And I can tell you this, Florida under Kevin O'Sullivan has had a litany of first rounders, guys with just nasty stuff that have come through that program. He still – Waldrop still has the highest strikeout per nine innings in the history of Florida baseball, something like just under 14. Sick, nasty stuff in the toughest conference in the game.
3: It's interesting you saw him in person because when I read this morning, you know, I heard he was coming up, and I started to read what the scouting report said, and there was – he might have been the most debated guy that I could see in terms of his range. Some people had him out of the first round, Mm -hmm. and a word inconsistent came up. He still needs to prove he – Well, the Braves at 24 think they found a gem. And here's my crazy thought. This is why Nick thinks I have a fever. I asked Mark Bowman, who works for MLB.com, and I'll ask you guys. You walk into a clubhouse. Any clubhouse in baseball, we happen to be here and we happen to know some of these guys' names. Can you envision walking into a clubhouse where the major leaguers are over here, the minor leaguers are over here? Pick three guys 22 and under. What happens if they turn out to be the core of your staff for five, six, seven, eight years? Would it work? Smith-Shauver, Waldrop, maybe Darius Vines uh I, maybe there's somebody there who the hell we don't know can you imagine getting it right and drafting three guys who become your two three four two four
4: five you did it with strider he stepped out of he stepped unhealthy kind of ish uh out, off of clemson's campus a year later like he's throwing innings
2: and that's what waldrip seemingly is on the same track to do
5: yeah, the, without the, the injury, yeah, the Strider thing would help. Would help that whole thing come to fruition. You had the injury at Clemson, and you had COVID, so he yeah, was five really, round draft. right. So he was really an unproven yep. commodity. But you talked to people who knew him at Clemson. And here it comes. Oh my God, yeah. this guy's got filthy stuff.
3: It's funny because Dana Brown, the general manager, I spoke to him after that draft because we had mm-hmm. talked about wow, it's a five round draft. You guys had a maybe tweak it a little bit as to what it was you were going to be looking for because you weren't going to be able to steal somebody in the seventh, eighth, ninth who you just knew was never going to get drafted. You had to attack it. And I remember him saying, look, he said, the thing they're going to write about the most is the Tommy John. That's what everybody's going to say because nobody really sees college baseball. This is going to write about you just drafted an injured guy. Now it can go either way, but it seems to have gone certainly the right way. I just think that when I see some of these young guys that carry themselves well, God, I hope they stay healthy enough to give themselves a shot.
5: Yeah, I, look, I, I think they've they got a gold mine there and obviously a steal in the draft. And Waldrop's another guy. Uh, it, he didn't always dominate. A lot of those guys in college that have great stuff, they're still figuring it out. So they can, hey, like, dominate one outing and then give up seven earned and two two innings pitch the and, next outing.
4: And Mike says, bang that drum to me, you know, insist more people watch
5: college baseball. <laughs> it keeps Mike employed, <laughs> no, okay? No, no, that's My- all right. That's all right. Hey, I, you know, we'll sign autographs More later.
3: people watch college baseball, please. <laughs> if you go online, there was a place, because I saw the video this morning, of his splitter and what it does. They actually have, like, it's an umpire cam, and they show this thing at its best when it just drops. Um, and they show his, him holding a baseball. You know, split finger, nobody throws it really anymore. It is amazing.
5: That pitch went away. It, it goes away. So oh, that right. was
4: when that Roger Craig and Roger Bruce, Craig. Bruce yeah. Suter.
5: Yeah. Well, and, and then Mike Scott. I mean, you remember. Right. Well, well my, if you I mean, Mike it. Scott got creative, if I mean, you believe it, I mean, <laughs> it yeah. Well, maybe a Was it the splitter
2: thing. or those seemingly <laughs> scuffed marks on the it I don't Bruce Sutter was the split finger
4: L- fastball. He won the Cy Young as a reliever. I
5: think he threw like 131 innings as a closer. But I, I've asked because the guys that do throw splitty, uh, some of them are just it looks like an unhittable pitch. Why don't we see it more? And the answer from a lot of pitching coaches is because it's it's a lot of wear and tear on the arm. So he Waldrip
2: well,
3: t- disagrees. Let me tell you what I like about this guy. When we were talking during the break, I said, here's why the splitter went away. He goes, oh, everybody thought it was too much pressure on the elbow. He went to the lab, and he gets strapped into whatever the lab equipment is. He had emphatic proof.
2: They test the stress level on your elbow. They Mm -hmm. they
3: did it on his splitter, fastball, but he said the slider. He said the slider is the pitch because you stop. He said this. You don't pronate as much. You actually stop in the middle of it. That puts too much stress. He said, I throw my splitter like a fastball. It's less stress on my arm than guys who are throwing a splitter. And then I mentioned Roger Craig, and then we talked about it. He goes, oh, yeah, I know why it went away. They thought it was going to screw up elbows. I said, right. holy smoke!" So at least at 21, he kind of has an understanding of what he's trying to do. He's got he's a not
4: lab. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he- to throw it properly, it's not easy, and it takes torque and pressure, et cetera. had said that he could – he says – his split-finger fastball would go 55 feet, and then depending on which finger he used, he says, it's going to explode. The break explodes at 55 feet. Mm-hmm. Ask Colin McHugh about that. He says, like, yeah, my splitter explodes at 10 feet. He's like, a lot more time to pick yeah, up the break. He said, he said it's an impossible pitch to throw.
3: I don't even know if it was on the air or not. He says he's not really sure where it's going to go, and that way it has a little bit of a knuckle. I'm not sure. The catcher has to be aware of it. You have to tell your catcher, and he has to see it. But he, the, the one other thing that I that I sort of took out of it is, he said, because I asked him, that pitch, you can tip that pitch. If you're juggling the baseball a little bit too much, how natural is it getting in? He admitted. He said, no, I, I worried about that last year. Then I figured it out. My movement in my glove has to stay consistent, and I can get the baseball where I want whether I'm throwing it or not. I was like, okay. So even that becomes part of the thinking for a 20-year-old at that time.
4: Nick, I didn't hear, uh, how did the gym go and how did the tiki bar go?
2: Uh, we did not make it to the tiki bar. So mm. far, so good. It worked out any time. Okay. So far, so good. Clean. Eventually, we are going to go to that tiki
3: bar, which is that? loaded
2: with people right now.
3: Why don't we go to that? Amanda, do you have a minute? Should we go to the tiki bar? Do you think Amanda will get a free drink inside of Six now?
4: Yes, and an, and an offer to stay the weekend.
3: I think this is like Johnny's Hideaway outdoors. <laughs> hey, I what? can't believe how many people are there There may right be
4: now. somebody with a blue blazer and an eye patch hitting on her. Absolutely. I'm waiting,
3: I'm waiting for these people to all get up and start dancing. This looks like... You look like my wife.
2: I lost her in the war. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Besides the Tiki Bar guys, because we we all went to the old ballpark at Disney, right? We all yeah. we all spent time there. I haven't been to Northport, Chuck. You have not no, been to Northport. Very jealous. so so. Give us give it for fans out there that haven't been. What is the biggest advantage of that? Because I always thought Disney did a good job. It was a nice park. What, what what do you like about that? Those digs better.
2: Well, I think here, I mean, it's still developing all around the park. But if you ask the Braves, I mean, everything is here year-round. You're not just a tenant. This is something that you own. Right. I think in five years, Domeno, I think you can back me on this because you've mm-hmm. talked to some of the real estate people around here. Oh. We've seen a change in just a single year. In five years, all of this under, underdeveloped land around the stadium is going to be developed, and you're going to see a completely different where, complex and everything surrounding Where you. am I
3: pointing to right now? You're pointing to trees. No, but <laughs> how, what, what, part of the, what part of the world am I pointing at? Over the left center field wall. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You want That's to, where trees are.
3: Envision a hotel. Yeah. Can you picture a hotel? I can. Yeah, well, I think that's happening, too. Uh, Mike, I will tell you that the, again, I hate to do this, but Walt Disney once said, you know what the problem with Disneyland was? I didn't have enough money to buy more land. And next Mm -hmm. thing you know, right outside my gates, I got cheap motels, and I got people selling crap. And all of a sudden, I realized that's not really who we are, but we're going to be associated with it. So he buys 27,000 acres in Florida and says, I'll never worry about land again. It's incredible that the Braves worked or leased from disney when you ask them to spend money they don't spend money unless they're going to make money when they said we need offices they said great go build them hmm. we need more space great go find it someplace this is else. all
2: self-contained
3: right mm-hmm. they they did this and they can do anything they want with it which is just real and go talk to guys about if you're going to rehab we saw this facility oh, it, this it, is the place you got to it's come.
4: everything except paying and company script. Absolutely down there. It is their deal. Every square inch of it. Well,
6: here's the killer, guys. It's 15 minutes from the beach. But Orlando was a long was way was waiting
5: 45, for to come 45, there. easy. I was so, waiting for that to yeah, come Domino up. Yeah,
6: went surfing yesterday.
5: Yeah.
2: He didn't tell you about that? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. I went with Maria Martin and I from uh, TV. <laughs> 11 Alive. Yeah. yeah,
3: we went surfing. An <laughs> unlikely duo. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Um, <laughs> the Braves are good business around here because here's the other thing when they built down here. Disney got congested, and it was great if you were a player with two kids, and they got passes and everything else. When they built this, they said there's no distractions. They have a dormitory for young guys and a lot of international players, and they're like, "There's nothing around here. Nobody's in Academy, trouble." Yeah. Okay, but guess what? There's everything you want around here, and if it's not here, it's coming. Fifteen minutes away, you got bars. You got every- this. This Braves have been incredible business for Northport.
5: Yeah, and you're also closer to a lot more opposing stadiums. Oh right? yeah. When Get you were in Orlando, them. I remember we we did Brian Jordan and I did a game at Port St. Lucie. So you had to drive mm-hmm. from Orlando to Port St. Lucie, which is like an hour and a half. It is not a fun drive. And I'm thinking these are major leaguers getting on a bus to go here for a spring training. Then I mean, they got to drive back. They don't like that. No, yeah. you're asking and, Chipper and, Jones to do that. No. And
3: if I played six innings, if the bus rules in play, I got to wait That's for right. everybody else to get done playing. Yeah, and I got to sit around with uh, twiddling my thumbs.
5: Everything is coastal now, so you've got all the Florida teams either on the west coast or the east coast, but not Except much Lake in the middle. Land. Except Lakeland. Except Lakeland. Except in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Correct.
3: Detroit Tigers basically. The Braves were going to play the Tigers like 22 times that last year. Yeah, just so they could
5: avoid driving. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Lakeland is a holdout.
5: Yeah, Joker, Marchant Stadium. Uh, I don't know if they've done anything to that thing in the last 12 years. No, no, they have. I will say I'll give them credit. They They finally have lights. No, no, no. no. They try to keep it up. (laughs) The base is the whole deal. What What
3: did I tell you about the National Anthem at that place? More than any other place I've ever been. There were more veterans, guys wearing their Army hats, Navy hats, Marine hats, sitting in the stands because there were all these guys who lived up north who moved down south. When they played the National Anthem at that place, I'm telling you, it was the straightest I've ever stood in my life. Because there were so many military guys there, and I always thought, wow, this is why they're playing the National Anthem. You better have as much respect as ever.
2: And with that, let's tell you today is the 20th of February. <laughs> Go back in time. I think Are you you built a time machine. I think you're right. So I'm I just, don't think these guys, I don't know if Jimi Hendrix would have been there tight. Probably not. But he was in the military. 1959 on this date. Thank you, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Big Oregon Play. Ducks fan, too. I didn't know that. But Jimmy played his first gig in something called the Temple de Hirsch Synagogue, based in Seattle. Nice. And he was fired after the oh. first set due to the wild playing. Right. How was he a military guy? How did this guy get in here with this focaccia guitar? Boy, this is not how you play.
3: Jimi Hendrix on stage didn't seem like a guy who was actually ready at 6 a.m. to be told what to
2: do. That's That's just my point. 1962 on this date, John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit Earth. Board
3: Friendship 7. Show a little respect. respect. Buckeye. These guys are heroes. Chuck, what is it we know about these guys back in the 60s? I'm
4: trying to remember what Alan Shepard did.
3: Um, Did he just go up and come down? Yeah, I think he went around the moon. What do you think this guy...
4: John Glenn orbit. Thrill. Okay, I'm yeah, sorry. John Glenn was yeah.
2: Got a bigger thrill doing this.
4: Alan Shepard did something important.
3: <laughs> I think he might have he might have gone around the moon, Chuck. The first guy to actually go to the other side of
4: the moon. Okay. Quick. Okay. Did Michael Collins?
3: Yeah, he, he by, was up in it. Did he make do it the down.
4: easiest job or the hardest job? Hardest like job. Hanging out by yourself for a couple of days. Hardest job. Because okay. there's
3: a, there's a chance well whatever it is a bad wind could actually blow him off and. Those guys are stuck on the moon. By the way, I think about this though. Would you rather be stuck on the moon, knowing it's not going to it's not going to work out? This, this is not the Martian. We're not sending another ship up to get you. We're not sending another rocket. Or would you like to be Michael Collins, just floating around until it's over?
2: I'd float if I, I float know it's up. over. I want to float. Yeah. I don't
4: think I'd want to be on the moon.
2: Are you just you're, gonna, you're just going to float forever, right? Let me ask you this: Can
4: you you ask He's it? still in the abyss. Plus, well, you've got a refreshments on the ship, something. Don't you? Yeah, you probably have pillows, uh,
3: some, some Tang. Can you imagine being on the moon?
4: Uh, the beverage, the no, instant powder this. beverage. Not
3: <laughs> Neil Armstrong <laughs> on the moon with our boy who wants
4: to fight everybody.
3: Alan Shepard? No, Alan no, Shepherd, no. Uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, uh, can you imagine being on the moon with Buzz Aldrin?
4: Oh, that would get old, really. We're never yeah, going to
2: get off this thing. Is that <laughs> what you're telling me? I'm going to die up here. Now, if he took
4: a swing at you on the moon, it would be a real slow swing, yeah, though, it wouldn't <laughs> it? Like but, but I think he would think about how he
2: was going to eat Neil Armstrong to stay alive a little oh, bit yeah. I'm sorry, Neil. I gotta kill you. 1965 on this date, the uh, Beatles record "That Means a Lot." It was never released as a single. Yeah. PJ Proby recorded it, and nobody ever heard the Beatles version until 1996. It was on Anthology Two. I don't know this. It's a great song. How did it not get released? I think Paul just didn't like it, so he gave it to somebody else. Was a soul swi- song? Were
3: they switching up to sort of Rubber Soul, and it sounded a little bit too poppy? Yeah, maybe. Kind of sounds a little poppy. Yeah. Okay.
2: Great lead by Paul. I don't know this song. Nuts. Okay. It actually sounds like the early Beatles. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Anyway, uh, P.J. Proby, I think, made it a hit. 1974, Steely Dan releases Pretzel Lodge. No interest. Their third studio album. Listen to the bong at the beginning of the song that they're hitting. Ricky, don't lose that number. Awful. Steve West, yes or no, Steely Dan?
5: No. Awful?
3: You think this is awful? I do. I think this is so Jethro Tull-like. I think you're just trying too hard. You're pretentious.
6: Yeah, yeah we all killed yes yesterday, right? Yeah, yes gets a thumbs down. Yeah, okay. Agreed. Alan Parsons' project, Thumbs Down. And there's some things I like. Hold
2: on, what about Steely Dan?
6: There's some things I like. I
2: think this is a good song. That's
6: Mike Morgan, Steely Dan. Uh, stay no, inside. This, and play
5: this is games, I don't know. This is out of my comfort zone, guys. Uh, no, I'm, I'm gonna have to go no on this no, one. Chuck Oliver.
3: Um. Yes. Um. I don't know. Did Steely Dan do a? I think let's it's interesting.
4: Grab- Chevy Chase was the drummer for a minute.
3: Did they go do Let's grab cash? Did they do one of those finally? Oh, I
4: don't think that they got along well enough. No, to no. Do no it. I'm
3: saying did they do one tour that was? Oh, go grab the cash.
4: I don't think so. In fact, I think, think they, they, they a- i think they had a hard time touring at all. They said they had a hard time recreating well, the Simon sound. Simon
3: Barfunkle had a hard time, and they ended yeah. up
4: doing it because
2: it was well, a Well, that lot Donald of- Fagan, not the most pleasant human being. Yeah,
4: Crosby's I don't Stills think in- they – I think Crosby's- Donald Fagan had a hard time with people. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Crosby, Stills, and
3: Nash and Young get together to do a money grab? Absolutely true, yes. Right. Yes.
1: I'll yes. bet
2: you Steely Dan did a money grab tour. Walter Becker's no longer with us. I'll bet you they did a tour. Well, maybe they did. Uh, 1978 on this date, Bob Backlund beat superstar Billy Graham to become the WWF <laughs> champion. What what year? This was 1978.
4: Okay, so was that Mid South Coliseum, Greensboro Coliseum, well, Maple no, Leaf that's, Gardens? No, that's
2: the WWF. So I would imagine it was Madison Square Garden. Oh wow, that yeah. long ago. Mm-hmm. So 1978.
3: Bob, I remember enough to know that Bob Backlund wow. was sort of the All American guy, right? That was his. Home. I liked
2: when he came back as a heel, well, Mister Backlund. Right. He would get you in the crossface chicken wing. <laughs> He yelled at his manager, Arnold Skolan, who threw in the towel mm. against the Iron Sheik. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I wouldn't forgive him. Then uh. he snuck up on him. Arnold was about 70 at the time. Hilarious. Got him in the cross chicken wing. Now, what's this Rock going heel? Is this working? Is this? I think they had to do it because it backfired so badly. It's what I think is going to happen. As right. a WrestleMania, I think the Rock's going to turn on Roman Reigns and be a face again. And he's going to cost Roman Reigns the title. And then everybody's going to love The Rock again. That's what I think is going to happen.
3: For The Rock's career, I'm surprised he went down this path. Like the Mr. Everybody Loves. I think he
2: has ownership in this WWE product now. He he might know what he's doing. Right. Uh, Let's see. 1991, the 33rd Grammy Awards handed the record of the year to this guy, Phil Collins, in this song. Speaking of horrible music. (laughs) Another day in paradise. The message is great. (laughs) The message is great.
5: The music's horrible. This won a Grammy. Yeah, really? Of all the things that he did, this this is the one.
2: Well, I think it was record. So this, this was the record. Or, you know what the song of the year was? Yeah, you different. think this is this is bad? From a distance by Bette Midler. Oh goodness! If that song came out. I throw myself through this window. My in the goodness! And he has the out worst of the seats
3: below. And he has the worst taste in music of anybody I've ever been around. <laughs> Steve West, Phil Collins, Yay yeah or Nay?
6: Nay, I wasn't a Genesis oh, fan. I'll, I'll take the earlier work. I won't
5: take this this bubble gum, but I'll, yeah, I'll they, take the they, earlier stuff.
6: Listen,
3: you got to pay for your house.
5: Yeah, after the
4: Buster soundtrack, it was all downhill.
3: <laughs> oh, don't do that. Why don't you? Why don't we ever think about these guys at their best? Phil Collins was incredibly talented.
5: Yeah, in the Air Tonight. Come on, that still holds up today.
2: I like. I missed again. His his first album, No In damn. the Air Tonight, and I missed again. His first album? What do you do with great Philip,
3: album. Philip Bailey. That's one of my favorite songs ever.
5: Then there's this. Oh, That's right. enough. Oh, oh, no. That won a Grammy. Seriously. Somebody yeah. must want to destroy this, this is why this I don't watch these shows.
2: The don't tempt me, Colin man.
4: <laughs> don't tempt me, man. Hey, Jordan Gray, enough.
3: Uh, let's hey, see. Colin, if you're going to do anything, if the song's called Easy Lover. It's Phil Collins, maybe, maybe at his best. Nope. Easy Lover. Yeah, just off. whatever. If you get ready. Whatever
5: happened to Philip Bailey?
4: Oh, he made his. Chinese Wall was fantastic release.
2: Earth, Went, and Fire.
4: I think some version of it is still touring. I think touring.
2: so too. Dick York passed away on the nineteen oh, ninety no. First or second? He was the first dick. And then Dick Sargent was the second dick. Right. So what did they replace? They, they switched dicks. Yeah. Do you think Elizabeth Montgomery
3: ever knew? I think she Yeah, he, I'm he pretty was, sure was, that she knew. By the way, do you feel bad that a man is like eight feet away from you and just did that? All I'm doing is stating facts. fact. Okay. I'm just wondering. They went
2: from Dick York to Dick Sargent. I'm just giving right. you facts. That's all. All right. Boy, rough she, wife. He was only worth 10 G's when he passed away. <laughs>
3: And by the way, she acted That's like so. That's more insulting. Don't put than being
2: bankrupt. Yeah. Don't put. <laughs> put
3: I don't even know how you're worth ten thousand
2: dollars. <laughs> just put penniless. Don't don't put that. Can down. I ask?
3: Aren't your organs worth more than ten yeah, thousand dollars? Well, maybe sober? not his. I
2: think he had the emphysema. Oh. <laughs> he
3: had some issues. Okay. Did they, they a ever approach Did, over the did they ever approach it on the show? He just
2: showed up one season, and that was yeah.
4: it. Dick no, I think they here? just they just yeah, moved forward like a tank. Like tank.
2: Rihanna celebrates a birthday today. Worth 1.7 billion dollars. Billion, you said? Is that Fendi? Billion?
3: Is that Fendi? Yeah, but Man, that's not that liquid. I, I mean, mean, she's Fendi. Yeah, Fendi. It's not liquid.
0: She's got makeup too.
5: I, I oh, know I mean, she wasn't quite in the strata as Taylor Swift, but she was trending in that direction. I mean, she was at the top of the mountain there for a I while. can tell
3: you she's got Taylor Swift money. I don't yeah, Taylor no, Swift I've... has more than 1.7 billion.
5: I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like we, we've kind of. Do
3: you know what the big on. thing with her is? People ask every day, when is she going to put out a new song? That's the thing with her name.
4: She could call the guy Larker, whoever runs the Wacovia down the street and say, I want to come in two days. I want to see $40 million of my money there. And it would be there. I think that's yes, Wells I Fargo. do think
3: that she's got that power and that kind of money. I
2: agree with you. I don't know if Wells Fargo has that kind of money with insurance and everything. The FDIC. So now, the bank. we've asked yeah, this you question. Give him two
3: days, though. We, give him two days. We've asked this question. Let's say you have $6 billion. No, no, no. I'll, I'll take it. You have $1 billion, but they only insure 250000 in every bank. How do you do this?
5: Lots of banks. You go to the same bank that Tony Montana did—that kind of uh, shady guy in Miami. Tony, baby, come on! You go to me because you could trust me.
2: I don't know if nice I want put... to. know, the camera's right there on the clock <laughs> yeah. on the wall.
3: <laughs> I don't want to put my billion dollars necessarily in that type of, uh, you know, that type of establishment. What do you do with that money? Like, how do you distribute your money to keep it safe? You can't have it in wall- one place, right? Even if it's electronic, you I can't have it in one what place. What I do is have a panic
2: room, and I keep it all in there—cash. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like in Blow when they had the money? I in think all you're
3: right. Different rooms. I don't think I trust anybody to put my money.
2: Uh, Kurt Cobain would have been 57 today. Mm. 27. He's a member of that club. Yeah. Famous rock stars Carson that passed Andrews. away.
4: Ken Merker pitched a no-hitter the night. He killed himself. His first or second? The one against the Dodgers. So
3: that is that the complete the game
4: The combined one? or the... No, yeah, that's he had a f-
3: combined. Didn't they have a and, Friday
4: night against the Dodgers?
3: Well, I know this. His first complete game was a no-hitter.
4: There's a chance that's the same night. I ain't swearing to that. Hmm.
2: Kurt Cobain were $50 million when he passed away. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's still a lot of happiness.
5: A lot of people that kind of pinned that one on Courtney Love. I'm just well, saying.
2: I, I believe, and uh-huh. I think Dave I Grohl
5: said this, uh, the Miss World
2: album uh-huh. Uh-huh. that Courtney Love's band holded. Yeah. I, I think that was Kurt Cobain's. Music. Right. There was no follow up oh, really? afterwards. I, she swiped yeah. her. Wow, that's cold. That's yeah. that's the word on the street. I
3: yeah. think
4: those,
2: the, those were songs he wrote
3: for that band. I think, I think she went to the special drawer and found all the notes.
5: That's got to yeah. be Marissa Allegedly. Tomei Allegedly. Oscar sort she, of stuff. She though. didn't strike that's, me as the most ethical wife out there. Just saying.
2: I saw him once. Her big thing was she would dive in the audience at the end and then yeah. yell at the audience for touching her inappropriately. Interesting. Yeah. She did yeah. that at the end of every show, Gosh. including the one I was Can at I looking.
3: ask, how did Kurt Cobain. Because this is probably after the fact. He wasn't worth fifty million when he died. They didn't have that type of record deal. This must be post-death. Money, I think right? so.
5: Yeah. What he would have been worth yeah. today? Yeah. This album um, was pretty huge. Was this Nevermind? Is up. This is. Yeah. Great uh, album. Th- this was huge. I mean, I, I look. I was in college when this came out. This was mammoth. It was just different than anything you'd ever heard. Then the
3: unplugged. I mean, right. It was, it was talented. amazing talent. They. I think they. You know, Kiss sort of shocked the world because they were willing to do it unmasked. These guys, I think, shocked the world because they showed talent.
2: Yep. Charles Barkley celebrates a birthday today. He is 61.
4: I am not a role model. I am not paid to be a role model. I am paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court. Parents should be role models. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids.
2: Remember how controversial that
6: was? Oh, no doubt. Yeah.
5: I got to tell you, we were talking yesterday the combined amount of minutes the the three of us watched of the NBA All-Star weekend, and I can tell you it was a very low number. What I missed and what I loved, would have loved to have seen live is Barkley impromptu talking about next year's All-Star game in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yes. And his thoughts My on that. My goodness. Woo! As someone who's been to San Fran yeah. the last couple of years for work, I can tell you he ain't speaking no lies. So the San Antonio thing got him in trouble. Remember the San Antonio thing? Yeah, with the women. Yeah. yeah.
3: This was... Bigger because the NBA All
5: Star game is going there next year. And it's more accurate. I mean, he's not insulting anybody's physical appearance in this one. He's telling you what has happened to San Francisco. And if you've been there in the last two or three years, you know it to be true. You
4: got did heat he use- for lowering her shoulder into a guy from Angola in the uh, opening game of the 92 games.
5: Well, that's when it mattered, yeah. Chuck. You yeah, do it, things because you got to win. It did. He said, did he say homeless and crooks? Yeah. Are those the two words? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what San Francisco is full of right now. One of the most beautiful cities on the planet. It, it's hard to destroy something that nice. They have let it go that way.
2: Down the hall. Extra 106.3. Tell down, me what the they do hall. down the hall.
5: That's not a political statement. It just is what it is. I mean, go go and well, visit. It, Tell me how it goes. It, it no, can I haven't be. Been, so you can, I can say it down say. the hall. Go spend the night there in San Francisco. See how if it's
2: it, what you say it is and what Barkley says it uh, is, I'd rather not. No, mm-hmm. you
5: take the rental car to San
4: Jose. Stay there.
3: Oh. Hey, Mike, you know what I think? That, and, and Steve West, maybe you, I don't know if you would agree. I heard growing up that San Francisco was for weirdos. Like, that was a word that was used. Were you my father? No, that was a word that was used by <laughs> my uncles and relatives. Long yeah, San hippies. Francisco. It's a bunch of weirdos. I never knew what that meant, but I kind of knew what well, it meant. That's what
2: George Harrison said. Remember, he went to hate Ashbury. He said it was a bunch of spotty dropouts.
6: <laughs> yeah, it was free thinking, grateful dead, hate Ashbury. Tune in, tune out. Yeah. Drop acid. Long haired hippie yeah. tight yeah. pinko, so whatever. There's
2: a bunch of dirty kids asking me for money.
3: I went to Hate Ashbury. When I tell you, it was like the underground in Atlanta. I was I was non plus. You didn't sing anything. No, I was nonplussed. If you're
2: going to San Francisco, make sure to wear some flowers in your hair.
3: They're still trying to milk that for every dollar because they got, like, some hippie store. Yeah. Like, right close to My the corner. Man, this yeah. is where
2: it all happened. I wasn't impressed. This tie-dye shirt only costs you $75, man. It's funny, too, because every Capitalism, man. When it benefits me, it's cool.
3: <laughs> everybody who was against the man
2: became the man. Yeah, that's mm. true. Eventually, we all become yeah. the man. <laughs> I think that's a life's lesson. Uh, Brian Luttrell from Backstreet Boys. He's local. He's uh, worth $45 million. Barkley's worth $60 million. Yeah. Luttrell worth $45 million. Yeah, he is local. Marietta, I think.
3: I think he was the one, like, he's uh, spiritual, I think. Not like that AJ guy who yeah. I think is. So Barkley 61, uh, Luttrell is 49.
5: I- is there still a market for the boy band today?
3: Hold on. Do you know where they're yeah. playing? Yeah. There's yeah. this thing called Love and, F- Love and Friends Fest in Vegas. Go look who's heading that up. Call them pull up Love and, F- Love
2: and Friends Fest. The Backstreet Boys, Usher, Maybe Rihanna. You know, Cullen pulled up the information on what it cost to see Barry Manilow yesterday, and he keeps getting hit now with offers to see true. Barry Manilow. That is true. Oh, nice. <laughs> Congratulations. To yeah. Congratulations. So now right. you're going to find out about the boy uh, bands. We're looking gonna at
0: Janet Jackson, Usher, Snoop Dogg, Backstreet Boys, Lil Wayne, Nas, Ludacris, Mary J. Blige, Nelly. It's a, a celebration I can keep 90s, going.
3: They said R&B sort of hip-hop, and the Backstreet Boys hmm. are going to be in that thing. So, yeah, there's... I don't know what they're getting for it. Well, must then be you'll make the money, the private meat.
5: I'm talking about a new modern-day version, not not something that we've oh, heard of One at, Direction. K-pop. Every, every yeah, B-
6: BTS is one yeah. of the biggest okay, bands right. in the world, and, K-pop band. And they're
5: making 40 $50 yeah. million? I mean, I, also, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. The American version, it'll come back eventually. Okay, It always does. Good deal. Where's 98 Degrees? How are they doing?
3: No, 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 that's gone. Okay. No, although, you know what? It probably isn't. There's probably a Somebody's paying for that, right? Yeah. Hey, Steve, so you know that... Is that sort of a menudo thing where they have like 12 (laughs) guys, but five of them go on tour and they mix and match?
6: I think BTS is the same group of guys, but military service in South Korea is compulsory. So right now, at least one of the members is away from the bands doing his military obligation right now, is my understanding. Then he comes back as sergeant.
3: Yeah, Mike. Mike Elvis. Yeah. 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 Or slaughter. My, Sergeant Slaughter. my guess Thank is that service. somebody has gone solo out of the original <laughs> BTS, though, right? It, doesn't that happen to Harry Styles? The Harry Styles, were Justin Timberlake? Someone always uh, goes go Yeah, somebody it goes solo, right? That way.
6: I'm not aware of that. I just know of BTS. Well, tomorrow we want answers to yeah. these questions. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mike, <laughs> okay. did
3: you just say, is it a 40-50? It's more than that, but I'm not sure what these guys said. I'm not sure that they really see the money. Somebody is making a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, Lou Pearlman made a right. lot
6: of that.
5: Yeah, money. that's
2: right.
6: Yeah.
5: I'm just through. curious what Because, you know, now everybody downloads music. You spend 99 cents for a song instead of $18 for an album. So, can a, a band like this still make it $50 uh, million? On merch. They I'm, make
6: their yeah. money on yeah. touring and merch. Yeah. All about hats
5: and t shirts.
2: More challenging when it comes to the music. Hurston Waldrop can be in a boy band. Jeez. want to thank him for joining yeah. us today. Amanda, our okay. social media thank director, you, doing all the work engineering here on site. You know what I like Matt. about her? Yeah.
3: I asked her to grade herself today. She went lower than her actual grade. So That's that's a good sign. She didn't go A+. plus, A. No, no, no. She went lower than her
2: actual grade. Always start lower. Work your way up. Matt Lear. Want to thank him and Derek Thomas and the Road Dogg Adam Gillespie as well. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We are back here in Florida tomorrow. At 11, Domino Cellini here on your Home of the Braves. It's the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
0: The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win.
1: This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
0: This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download The Fan app.
6: are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the marketing madmen have answers. Search the marketing madmen on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the marketing madmen every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why.